0: true crime works a true crime podcast this is episode number 46 sherry papini signs a plea deal hey everyone welcome back to true crime works a true crime podcast this week's episode is going to be about sherry papini and the plea deal that she signed and admitted to faking her own kidnapping We're going to get briefly into that, everything that happened and the history of that, but there are some really great podcasts out there that go into a lot of detail about the case and its entirety, so if you want to listen to some of those to get more history first, I would recommend that because I'm just going to go through an overview and talk about what's happening now pretty much. But before we get started, I did want to take a moment just to thank you guys again As I said last week, I took a pretty long hiatus from the podcast and it was seeing a lot of messages from you guys that really encouraged me to come back and really get me motivated to start this thing again. But last week was just amazing because I came up with an episode and the support I got from you guys was really incredible. So thank you to everyone that reached out to me and everyone who still stayed subscribed and listened to the show. You know, your support just means so much to me. And I really couldn't do this without you. So I just really wanted to thank you guys again for the support and everything because I really appreciate every single one of you. So thank you so much. I really don't have any more announcements, so let's just get right into today's episode. So now we're going to get into the brief overview of the case. And in 2016, Sherry Papini, who was a 34-year-old mother of two in Redding, California, mysteriously went missing after her jog around her neighborhood. Her family launched a serious search effort for her, but nothing happened until several weeks later when she mysteriously turned up with several bruises And even a branding mark on her neck and she said that she was abducted by two quote Hispanic women. The story that she gave didn't seem to add up and investigators would find out that this was all a hoax. The media went into her checkered past and saw that she did have a history of lying about abuse that never happened and claiming that people abused her when they did not. She was very prone to lying. About five years after the kidnapping, supposedly, investigators found out that she was actually not abducted. She was actually staying at an ex-boyfriend's house during that time. And she asked him to put the bruises on her, him to hit her, and even put the branding mark on her neck. And he always maintained that he wouldn't go forward to say what happened, but if anyone ever came and asked him what happened, he would definitely tell the truth, which is what ended up happening. Recently, she agreed to plead guilty on two counts of mail fraud and lying to a law enforcement officer. She would also have to pay $300,000 in restitution to federal and state agencies. Prosecutors stated that they would recommend a reduced sentence, but she could face up to 25 years in prison. In addition to all that, she also had to admit that she had faked the kidnapping, and she did in a statement. She said, quote, I am deeply ashamed for my behavior, and so sorry for the pain I've caused my family, my friends, all the good people who needlessly suffered because of my story, and those who worked so hard to try and help me. I will work for the rest of my life to make amends for what I have done. End quote. Sherry's husband Keith has stood by her side up to this point. But we are not sure what he feels about all this or what he has said. He has not said anything publicly about this part of it. But she has admitted that she has spoken to other men in an inappropriate manner and also this. So we're unsure what's going to happen, of course, with that. She is expected back in court next Monday to enter her plea. And we will definitely be keeping you updated on this because... Once we find out what sentencing is and stuff like that, we will definitely provide an update for you. Just a few thoughts before I wrap this up because it's really a doozy. I mean, she really doubled down on this until the very last moment when they came forward with all this evidence against her. They had her ex-boyfriend that she was staying with saying, you know, this was what happened. And then text messages that prove that also and so basically, there was no way that this couldn't be a lie. And she still, till the very last moment, said that she was kidnapped. But finally, she decided to enter the plea deal, and then she admitted that this was all a hoax. And I think that it's just so sad for the for victims that have actually had something, like this happen because they are less likely to come forward because now this is in their mind that you know well maybe no one will believe me because this woman faked this kidnapping so it's just really sad all around and also I don't know what her reasoning for this was you know was she just fed up with her life and just needed a break or I don't know did she just want to start over maybe who knows but she did come back so that's The strange part to me. I wonder if she will ever go into detail as to what made her do this and why she did it. But there's clearly a mental health aspect to this as well because she does have a history of lying and saying that, you know, ex-partners have abused her when there's no evidence that that's happened. She even said that her mother abused her when there was no evidence of that happening either. So, you know, there might be something to that. And her family is just definitely a victim to this. That's really sad that they had to go through this, you know, thinking that their family member, their spouse, their daughter, whoever was actually kidnapped and going through this and seeing her after with the bruises and everything. But it wasn't even true, and she just made this up. And, of course, her kids, that's really heavy for them. I always find it so sad when people go through these great lengths to start over or get rid of an aspect of their life or something. I mean, it's really just a sad story and it's unfortunate that it had to go so far and so many people had to get involved in this. Well, that was episode 46, Sherry Papini Pleads Guilty to Faking Her Kidnapping. We will be back next week for another new episode. And in the meantime, if you could just do me a favor, rate, subscribe, review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a five-star review, it really helps the show out, and it helps others find the show as well. If you have any ideas for upcoming cases, you can send me a message on Instagram at truecrimeworks, or email me truecrimeworks at gmail.com because I'm always looking for ideas for new cases. So I would appreciate that. So thank you so much for listening again and for dealing with me during the hiatus. I am very glad to be back and I hope everyone has a great week and I will talk to you next week.